How many people do you know who struggle with their health? Chances are, whether they show it or not, most of the people in your life do. And chances are, you're one of them. Whether you're dealing with anxiety, depression, endometriosis, acne, eczema, autoimmune, thyroid, Lyme, brain fog, fatigue, or any other symptom or condition, you're far from alone. Living with symptoms has become the new normal. So no more guessing games. It's time to get answers. Welcome to the Medical Medium Podcast. I'm Anthony William. We don't realize there are many root causes to why we have teeth problems. In our lifetime, there isn't just one problem that gets in the way or two problems. It's not just about brushing your teeth all the time or eating sweets and then brushing after we eat sweets. It's not about getting our teeth cleaned at the dentist office. There are real hidden reasons. Professionals are unaware to why people lose their teeth. Often it's blamed on their genetics, their genes, or a lack of care, or maybe they're eating too much sugar. But that's not really the truth. It's way more than that. And we're going into those reasons now. I've been vegan for, how long have I been vegan? I've been vegan for three years. Uh-huh. I eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. You think that's why? Uh, ow, ow, uh, can I get more Novocaine? You think that's why I, I, I'm having a problem? Because I've been vegan? I don't understand. It's a fruit? You think it's a fruit? I, I eat fruit, but I'm not eating that much fruit. Oh, uh, I don't know. I've been vegan for three years now. Uh, how come it's all happening? I, I, I don't know why you're... Yeah. Well, what about the guy that was in the other room? Is he a vegan? Well, the guy in the next room wasn't vegan, wasn't plant-based, but it seems to be the easy out for the dentist. You know, when I think back going years ago, years ago, let's go 20 years, if you were plant-based or vegan, if you were the rare few because... Can only count them on your fingers and toes in the country as far as the U.S. If you were one of the handfuls of vegans or plant-based person and you had a cavity develop, forget it. That cavity was being vegan. It was being plant-based. That's what the cavity was. It was because of that. If you went to any dentist, unless the dentist was plant-based themselves, It was guaranteed that it was your diet. It was because you were a vegan. That's 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Well, if it's 30 years ago and you walked into a dentist's office, they'd call the police because they would be like, you're insane if you're plant-based or vegan if it was 30 years ago. And if you were plant-based and vegan and brought your child into the dentist's office, they would say, well, you're going to lose custody right now and we're calling the authorities We're going to take your child away because you're starving your child on fruits and vegetables and starving your child of the milk they need and the cheese they need and the hamburger and meat they need and the hot dogs and everything else. But 
that's how hard it was all the way back then, right? I mean, the dentist probably wouldn't call the police on you, but I'm sure they would blow the whistle on a mom back 30 years ago. You know why? Because it was done and it happened. It happened a lot in the U.S. And so when you're vegan, plant-based, and you get a cavity, if you sneeze, <laughs> your sneeze is because you're plant-based and you're vegan, never mind your cavity. But any kind of teeth problems, that was the blame. Didn't matter if the guy in the other room was animal protein eater or the lady in the other room was an animal protein eater or if you were the only plant-based person visiting that dentist for that whole year. Even though through the course of that whole year, it was all animal protein people coming in, filling the chairs, getting their teeth drilled, cavities, reconstructions, bridges, implants, root canals, gum disease. Even with all that happening and all that said, if you were the vegan or the plant-based person that sat in that chair, instantly you were marked. You were marked. Go right on your record right there too, right on your dental records. Be like, person only eats fruits and vegetables and eats like a rabbit. That's it, salads or something. It, they would mark that up like that. And all the assistants, right, hygienists, nurses, and they'll just be like, yeah, the vegan's over there. He's sitting over there. Shh, shh, be quiet. Hey, he had a lot of work done. Yeah, you know, it's a, he's a vegan. He eats a lot of fruit. He brought a salad with him. Should we ask him if he wants something? I don't know. Oh, I know he's got bad teeth. Yeah, we know why. Now, fast forward to now, not much has changed. Well, the only part is they don't take your kids away. So your children won't be taken away. You won't lose custody because you're feeding them plant-based. So that won't happen, that part at least. Thank goodness. But still, they'll think your teeth is your diet and that's just it. Now, if you're keto, animal protein keto, the dentist isn't going to go to that. Chances are the dentist is animal protein keto. So the dentist can be like, oh, you're eating your lean proteins, good. You're having your vegetables, fantastic. You're not eating much fruit, right? And no, no, not eating much fruit. Okay, well, then your diet's pretty good, sir, ma'am. Your diet's great. In fact, I have a diet like that too. I follow this keto guy and I think he's got very good advice and so I think you're doing good. I don't really know why your teeth are falling apart right now, but we'll just work on it. And that's it. Now let's go back in time. Let's go back in time 20, 30, 40 years ago. Let's go into the 80s, okay? Maybe even 70s. Let's go back 50 years ago. 45, 50 years ago. Let's go even further. We're in the 70s now. Guess what your dentist wanted you to do? Wanted you to eat apples. Apples. Do you remember apples and then the toothbrush on it? The, the signature like poster with the apple and the teeth. They wanted you to eat fruit. That was acceptable. That was actually really good advice. They wanted fruit there. But now, because the health movement has changed in a direction to go fruit fear, anti-fruit, dentists all caught on to that. And then they attached the fruit to sugar. Well, there's sugar in fruit, fruit sweet. So that's going to destroy your teeth, can't have any fruit. And now the whole apple thing really isn't part of the whole dental scene anymore. 
So fruit, sugar became the enemy. That's what's happening today at the dentist office, right? They'll say, well, that's candy. That's basically candy. Fruit is candy. Fruit's not candy. Now there's people out there that eat all these sweets and cakes, right? Cookies, pastries, all kinds of different things that have lots of just table sugar wrapped up in it. But the truth is it's not the sugar that causes teeth problems. This is why children, there's some children that could eat all the candy, hard candy, crunchy candy, all that sugar packed candy, and they're not all getting that rotten teeth problem. And then you get children that their teeth are just rotting and falling out at such a young age because it was never about sugar to begin with. It's about other things, mineral deficiencies, inherited toxins and poisons from the family line that can go back generations and generations. This is why one kid in high school could be eating the same diet as another kid in high school, but two different outcomes occur. Like, for instance, 15 cavities with one student, three cavities with the other student, or 20 cavities with one student and no cavities with another student, but they're all relatively eating the same, same sugar consumption, same kind of foods and beverages. But interestingly enough, not a lot of fruit. Think about it. How many kids are eating a lot of fruit? How many high school kids are eating a lot of fruits? Like, okay, I'm late for class. I'm carrying a whole case of mangoes <laughs> to class here. Yeah, yeah, wait, I'm gonna be late for a band practice because I got a whole car loaded with mangoes, bananas, and watermelons, and I need to get those somewhere fast. Um, hold on, you guys. My mom packed a whole five bags of fruit, and I have all kinds of different. I got apples, pears, peaches, and plums, and some cherries in this big bag right here. Hold on, you guys. I'm going to eat these before we go to the arcade later. Oh, wait, guys. I can't go to the prom. There's not enough fruit there to eat. Do you think they'll bring in a whole bunch of different fruit there at the prom? So after we dance, we just eat a lot of bananas and watermelons and mangoes and papayas. Hey, wait, guys, I can't hang out later. I got track, and the coach has me eating a whole bunch of fruit right after we run. So we all have to sit down at a table, and we all have to eat piles of fruit right after track practice, so I can't make it. And what about college? How many college students are eating a ton of fruit? Half the college is probably getting shit-faced. The other half, probably not eating fruit. Someone's probably eating, I don't know, a pint of strawberries or an apple or a banana once in a while. But pretty much that would be it. But yet the dentist will still think fruit was the problem or fruit sugar or too much fruit in the diet was the problem. And God forbid, if you said you're plant-based and you eat more fruit than the average bear, then certainly the dentist is going to believe that's why your teeth are having a problem. And dental is just one thing. Say if somebody had autoimmune and they go to their functional medicine doctor, practitioner, or a regular MD, and that doctor's saying, well, it could be the fruit, or maybe you're having too much fruit sugar, you gotta be careful, sugar's not good, and it could be really bad, it might even feed your autoimmune, or trigger your autoimmune, or cause more autoimmune, and so now we're in a place where there's all these doctors out there, and they're just afraid of the fruit and the fruit sugar, never mind the dental. So then if you're somebody and you're at your dentist, they're telling you 
don't go near any fruit. You go to your functional doctor, they're telling you, don't go near any fruit. And at the same time, it's not even the problem. The truth is fruit sugar is not the same as the corn syrup and the processed sugar and the processed bleached white sugar that has no minerals in it. They're not the same thing at all. And the sugar that people do eat are food chemicals, preservatives, additives. Fats are all mixed into it, oils, processed oils, weak gluten, all of it combined and wrapped into itself. So it's not even the sugar itself singled out, really, that's the problem. It's all of it bundled up. But we blame it on the sugar, not all of those other things. No one's saying, hey, uh, that person has severe deficiencies going back from childhood and even before being in the womb, utero, with serious deficiencies. No one's saying, well, is that the problem? And no one's saying, is it toxic heavy metals, mercury, lead, aluminum, copper inside the body? No one's saying that as being a problem. And what if it's other things too? Chemicals, chemical toxicity, pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, lawn treatment chemicals, perfumes, colognes, fragrances, air fresheners, scented candles, and lots of other toxins too. Maybe that's playing a role somewhere. No, it's the sugar. When it comes down to deficiencies, we could come into this world with deficiencies. And if we don't come into this world with serious deficiencies, we still come in this world with some deficiencies. And then as we're going along, we get more deficiencies and more deficiencies in different areas of our body, our body systems. And so as the years go on, deficiencies add up. They accumulate and add up. And now we're in a place where things start going wrong. And where they go wrong is the teeth. So teeth are like time capsules. They're literally like these little enamel time capsules sitting inside of her mouth. And they can hold out, hold out, hold out a little longer, hold out, even with all kinds of times of trouble, more deficiencies, more toxic exposures, the teeth still hold out, they hang in there, and then crumble. The deficiencies, they range from B12 deficiency, zinc deficiency, manganese deficiency, all kinds of different trace minerals, antioxidants, polyphenols, anthocyanins, calcium, silica, all these different trace minerals, nutrients, phytochemical compounds, the deficiencies just add up and roll into each other. And what we're putting inside of our body isn't enough to keep up to what we're losing, especially if we're coffee drinkers, especially if we're vinegar eaters. These things tack into it all and chip away at the teeth little bit by little bit by little bit. Babies come into this world with deficiencies. By the time they're three years old, they have all these cavities, all these fillings inside their mouth. It happens that young. Those are deficiencies that were brought into this world with from their parents, their family line. They were inherited. That's inherited deficiencies plus inherited toxins, toxic heavy metals, other poisons and chemicals, all brought into this world and it plays a role in the teeth. And that includes calcium strength, durability of the teeth, 
inside the teeth too. So you can have teeth that look good on the outside to begin with, but inside it's porous and problematic. Very hard to see, hard for a dentist to see, hard to see during x-rays, but it's there and the teeth aren't as strong. And that's why you'll hear stories of, well, I bit that pit really hard and broke a tooth, but someone else could have used the same biting strength, bit that pit and didn't break a tooth. Or there's people out there, they can open bottles with their teeth. They can just grab a bottle, a beer bottle, and rip the cap off, which I don't recommend. And it's a really bad idea. And they don't need a bottle opener. And then you take somebody else. And I've seen this before. I saw a friend grab a bottle <laughs> that you needed a bottle opener. And he stuck his mouth on it. And he tried to tear off the cap. And what was left behind was a few teeth. And he spit them out in his hand. So he had his teeth in his hand. And the cap was still on the bottle. But then I've seen other people do it. And they just rip the caps off like it's a joke. Don't get fooled on what you see on the outside. The inside, you can't see, and that's where those deficiencies are. And that's the difference. Humans are great collectors. They like to collect things. They collect cars. They collect pictures. They collect paintings. Collect all kinds of stuff. But their bodies are really the greatest collectors of all. They're the collectors of metals, toxic heavy metals, poisons, chemicals all kinds of different junk and crap. Our bodies can collect anything, absorb anything, and then we collect bugs. Collect them all along the way. We collect them in restaurants. We collect them in relationships. We collect them in public bathrooms. We collect them on the shopping handle of the cart at the grocery store. We collect them at the little sample dish at the grocery store. Stick your fingers in that sample dish and you go grab a piece of pineapple or something or a piece of cheese, really. No one's eating fruit. But you grab a piece of cheese right there and you just collected another one or two bugs. And don't get fooled by that, oh, it makes you stronger. Yeah, you need to get exposed. You need to keep on collecting bugs because that makes you unstoppable. It makes you stronger. Actually, it's the opposite. It makes you weaker. And then you have too many bugs down the road and they're not being taken care of. And we kind of go down for the count. <sighs> Boom. And that's it. But we're the great collectors. And as we collect along the way, that's affecting our teeth too. And that's part of the time capsule thing as well. But the confusion with that is, as we have the deficiencies and we're breaking our systems down because we don't know. And we're not eating the right things. We're not taking care of ourselves. We're collecting all kinds of toxins, poisons, and pathogens. And then we wake up one day and it's starting to happen. And then we think, we think, or we reference really quick, well, what did I do the other day? Like, why are my teeth falling apart right now? What have I done last month? What did I do? Okay, I went horse riding. No, that's not it. I went swimming. No, that's not it. Um, I tried a new diet the other day. Oh, is that it? Um, oh, yeah, I had my first lemon water and a piece of fruit. And I was thinking about a celery juice, but did I drink one? Oh, I might have had a sip of my friend's celery juice. That's it. It's where my teeth are going bad. Now, how do we collect deficiencies? How do we get so deficient as we're going along? Well, pathogens 
deserve a little bit more attention here. So as we're battling pathogens inside our body, even the flu, even the flu occasionally take reserves because your immune system and your body has to throw the kitchen sink at the flu virus or the COVID virus. It has to throw the kitchen sink at it. Now, there might be somebody with Epstein-Barr virus or maybe you have the simplex one, the herpes cold sore, or you get a cold sore once in a while, or you have cytomegalovirus or HPV, or if you're somebody with any kind of pathogen inside the body, maybe some streptococcus, strep bacteria, you had strep throat at one time, or you get acne occasionally, which is streptococcus, or a UTI, bladder infection, or a kidney infection periodically, or a yeast infection, which is really a streptococcus infection, but either or, you have these pathogens and your body is battling those, keeping those in check. You get the mineral deficiencies because of how much zinc you're eating up too. Your immune system needs those antioxidants. It needs the zinc. It needs the trace minerals. It needs all of that to battle the vitamin C too, to battle those pathogens. And because of that, it's less vitamin C for your gums, less vitamin C for your teeth, because your gums and teeth need antioxidants like vitamin C. That's a critical one. Our gums, they thrive on vitamin C. That's a big nutrient that our gums and teeth need. But we use up all that vitamin C when we're battling a pathogen like Epstein-Barr or the shingles virus. And you may not have a shingles rash, but you may have shingle virus symptoms. What if you're somebody that has sciatic nerve pain all the time? That's the shingles virus right there. So there's this low-grade viral infection going on, coupled with catching a flu or COVID in between, coupled with any kind of bacterial infections that are going on. Maybe you had strep throat many years ago and strep is still inside your system. Maybe you have H. pylori in your gut. Maybe you got some E. coli that you live with and you don't know it and it gives you some gastritis periodically. And then pathogens also release poisons. So this is why we need a little more attention on the pathogens. They release neurotoxins, dermatoxins, which create skin problems like the eczema and the psoriasis and the vitiligo. And these different dermatoxins and neurotoxins and poisons and byproduct break down the immune system. But more than that, not only breaks down the immune system over time, but creating an acidic nature and quality that requires calcium to buffer it. So these acids, really acidic from these pathogens and toxins, building up inside your liver, your bloodstream, and your body require calcium to neutralize it. So where does the calcium come from? Uh, hello, does it come from cheese? No, not that kind. Does it come from milk? No, not that kind. It comes from your teeth. It comes from your bones. That's the calcium that our body uses to neutralize poisons and toxins. When they say, oh yeah, it'll just make you stronger, more toxins and more bacteria. And you know, I got a friend that 
kids around all the time is like, A.W., you're always worried about bugs. Check this out. And he takes a package that was just delivered right in front of me, and he licks it with his tongue and says, mm -mm, lots of bugs, lots of germs. Hey, maybe I'll catch COVID. And I'll say that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you kid around, you fool around, but, you know, why do you always ask me every other month or year of what to take and what to do because you're, like, hurting? And I tell my friend that, Every time you catch the flu from licking that package, it's just gonna break your system down more and more and weaken you. And he's like, no, it'll make me stronger. I'm like, well, you haven't been getting stronger and you've been relying on me more than you should and you got a lot going on. It's like, no, 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 watch this. He'll lick his hands after he touched the package that just came off the package truck. He'll just lick his hands and go, mm, tastes good, yum, 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 yum. He does this on purpose because he's just trying to get my goat. And meanwhile, I'm like, okay, you could do that, but you get sick. And then we come into this world of toxic heavy metals, lots of them, many of us more than others, and we collect them along the way. So we just keep on collecting more toxic heavy metals, mercury, aluminum, copper, lead, arsenic, cadmium, list goes on. And metals are really acidic. They build up in the body, highly acidic, they interact with other minerals, creating more deficiencies. And then pathogens like toxic heavy metals, because pathogens like to consume and eat toxic metals, and then eliminate more byproduct and toxic heavy metal, methyl mercury, methyl aluminum byproduct. All of this is really acidic. And then the immune system has a lot more work to do because your immune system is gobbling all this up. It's gobbling all the toxins up and poisons up and pathogens. And as our immune system's working hard and overworking, we have a problem there on its own because what's protecting our gums now? What's protecting our teeth? We want a strong immune system in our mouth. And the acidity raises to all the heavy metals and the pathogens and toxins, placing us under more acidity which pulls more calcium. And I'm not even talking about the vinegar. I'm not even talking about the coffee. I'm not talking about the fast foods. I'm not talking about anything really in that realm or the MSG, which is highly acidic or additives, preservatives that are in all kinds of different foods and supplements either, even too. So all of this combined creates the acidity, creates the deficiencies, creates the immune system weakening, and we lose calcium from our teeth. But we can go along for a while and not even feel any of this. We can go along and just be like, whoa, we're living our life. We're doing okay. I'll have another cup of coffee here. I'll have another, you know, some other vinegar here in my food. And we go along and then boom, the time capsules start to open up. You know, when you hear people burying time capsules, they bury them, little capsule in the ground, they dig a hole, they put the time capsule in there and they say, you know what? Someone's gonna find this 100 years from now. Someone's gonna find this 50 years from now and they'll open it up. Our teeth are like these little secret time capsules and they just start to open up and the root canals start coming, cavities in the crowns, and the tooth implants and the veneers and everything just all starts to come because it just starts to finally crumble and fall apart. And we're not putting back in. 
we're not actually putting back into our teeth. We need to put back in. We lose, we lose, we lose, we lose. We got to learn how to put it back in. Everybody's different. They come into this world with different things. Some people have more mercury. Some people have more aluminum. Some people have more lead. Some people have more mercury, aluminum, and lead. Some people have more chemicals and toxins. Some people have more pesticides, herbicides, and fungicides. Some people have more fragrances inside their cells. Some people have more plastics. Some people have more chlorine. Some people have more everything, but either way, they also collect them along the way. Some people come into this world with two or three pathogens, two or three bacterium, and some people come into the world, one pathogen, no bacteria, and then collect something along the way, right? And then we collect them and it all adds up. That's what makes us different. One person might live next to a person who sprays all these chemicals and they're just breathing it in every time they step outside. Another person lives out in the woods. No one's spraying anything around them and they're just getting the chemtrails from above. And that's what they're breathing in. And someone else might have a different experience where they drank some toxic water from some place that was contaminated. Like they're drinking toxic well water or somebody else is drinking toxic city water. But here's the crazy thing. You can be in one part of a city and get toxic city water because of a break in a main. Instead, someone else could be in the city at a different section and get cleaner water. It makes us different. The subtleties are insane. There's so many different varieties and subtleties and differences. That's what makes us different. Of course, our soul is different. Every one of our souls are different. And of course, our body size and all of that too. There's so many differences there, but we're really different. But the details matter to what these all these other differences are. Those details matter because they play a role in when you get sick. And then there's other differences. How much poison somebody's taking in inside their body, meaning like purposely, who's smoking, who's vaping, who's smoking weed, who's taking pills. And then the pharmaceuticals, pharmaceuticals kill teeth. They're the... Well, they're one of the top teeth killers. So you can be on an antidepressant, anti-anxiety med, maybe a stimulant because of focus and concentration, maybe antibiotics. A lot of people will go to their Lyme doctor or their functional doctor or their Lyme specialist or just specialist in general of autoimmune, and they'll get recommended to do a treatment of antibiotics. Sometimes the antibiotic treatment will be two weeks maybe a month, maybe a low dose of antibiotic treatment. Maybe they'll get a port put in and they'll be on it for six months. You know, everybody gets a different protocol at a lot of different doctor's offices. But what happens is that as time goes on and they had those treatments, teeth remember, even though we forget. So all of a sudden, two years later, teeth are starting to cave in and fall apart. We're starting to have problems. We're starting to get cavities left and right. Maybe a tooth crumbles. Maybe a tooth cracks easy. And what is going on here? But nobody realizes that pharmaceuticals are teeth knocker-outers. And 
we don't really kind of connect the dots because the functional doctor or the Lyme specialist is not going to say, well, one of the side effects that you might have here, teeth can kind of go wrong down the road. They don't say that. Pharmaceuticals have metals and toxins in it that your body has to neutralize. Your immune system has to neutralize that your body has to toss out all the calcium out of your bones and teeth that try to battle and combat. So the doctor's not saying that. Like, okay, here's one of the things that you might have that goes wrong down the road after using 10 years of an anti-anxiety pill or five years of birth control or a treatment of antibiotics or some other kind of stimulant. Here's what you got to look out for. You might have some teeth problems. Stuff might start happening. No one says anything like that. Instead, if you're someone that's at your Lyme doctor's office getting antibiotics or someone at your specialist office getting an antidepressant and you're on these for quite a while and something happens where, hey, I want to get my diet better. I want to try something new. Like, Let me try some newfangled thing. I heard celery juice is working pretty good for some people. You know, let's try that. And they try celery juice. And then a year later or two months later, teeth start falling apart. Celery juice gets the blame. Not all those powerful, toxic pharmaceuticals. Those don't get the blame at all, like, of why the teeth are going wrong. And here's the thing about pharmaceuticals. They're highly acidic. Highly acidic. Even if you ever tasted aspirin at one time on your tongue, the acidity is off the charts. It's like, whoa. That's why a lot of pharmaceuticals like you have to drink with milk or take with milk or eat something or eat something gooey because the acidity is so intense. But that acidity from pharmaceuticals after a while really requires a tremendous amount of calcium reserves. So that's your calcium reserves. That's your teeth. That's your bones too. But your teeth are part of that. And then we lose the calcium to buffer all that acidity. But instead, we're quick to kind of judge, was it this newfangled thing I tried or this new program thing or this new cleanse or this new diet? All at the same time while drinking coffee and not realizing that's taking out the teeth too or eating things like vinegar or nutritional yeast. Those things hurt our teeth along the way as well. And that caffeine, no matter what form the caffeine is in, whether it's cacao or it's an espresso or it's coffee or some kind of tea or green tea or matcha, whatever it is, that caffeine really takes a toll on the teeth. And so, but those don't get the blame. Those kind of just keep on going, keep on going. Caffeine is really acidic, very acidic, and it requires all that calcium from our bones. And at the same time, we're battling a pathogen. We're going to see the doctor because of that. At the same time, we're battling a toxic heavy metal. We're going to see the doctor for an antidepressant, anti-anxiety, stimulant for focus and concentration. And then we're seeing the Lyme doctor or the specialist or functional medicine doctor for our autoimmune. And we're battling pathogens. And at the same time, we come into this world born with deficiencies. When you wrap all this up, it becomes just a storm. And teeth can start to show signs along the way. Some people, it's really early. And some people, 
it's later on. Some people, it's fast too, where it just starts to like fall apart in your mouth. And then other people, it's it's slow progression where it's like, whoa, wait a minute, what's going on? And then emotional struggles, life challenges, losses, stress factor, difficult times, divorces, breakups. One of the teeth destroyers of our time right now are breakups, relationship problems, relationship breakups. It's really intense on teeth because of the surges. So what am I saying with surges? Adrenaline, you guessed it, some of you, right? Adrenaline surges because that whole feeling we get. I mean, you're looking at your phone and there's a breakup happening and you can't believe your eyes and you're seeing something written on there or a friend that's just a breakup with a friendship. It's not even just about whether how whether it's a partner or a friend or a business partner or a relationship of any kind. That's pretty traumatic. So it really kind of creates that upheaval, that upsurge of adrenaline. So here's the thing with adrenaline. It's really corrosive. It's really acidic. So if we're going through too many ups and downs, but that's life here. There's, it's okay if we're going through ups and downs. That's okay. It happens to everybody at some time, at some point, and it happens to all of us at some point, these ups and downs. But if we're going through enough of these ups and downs, these divorces and these relationship breakups, along with losses, along with hurt, along with even abuse or mental abuse, and we're not doing things to counter all of that acidic adrenaline surges, then we get in trouble too. Because all that acid, if we're not countering all that acid that's being created, if we're not doing anything there, we get in trouble and we lose our teeth. We don't lose it real fast in a day, but it adds up. One relationship breakup here, one partnership breakup here, one confrontation here, one difficult emotional time frame here, one stressor here, and then difficult times within it all. Tack in a Mercury retrograde or two, tack in some other kind of calamity, adversity, and then we end up in a place where we got these deficiencies too that we've already had. We're using up all of our, all of our reserves to protect ourselves. So our immune system reserves and our body's reserves and our body systems are trying to battle all of this combined and we can't neutralize the acid so much anymore. And we're stuck with these surges of adrenaline, highly corrosive acid, and we're already acidic with all the other things happening at once too. And this isn't about being in fear about any of this. This is about empowerment. This is about taking control, protecting the future of our teeth, protecting the teeth we have left if we've lost a lot of our teeth, protecting our oral health and our gums. And then if you wanna wrap a bow on this, then it's the high fat diet we're on. High protein, high fat diets we're on, whether you're plant-based or vegan, whether you're animal protein, we're not doing an anti-vegan show and we're not doing an anti-animal protein show. That's not what this is. But we can still do too much protein, too much fat with both of those kinds of diets and too much fat 
wears down the liver, breaks down the body, you got too much acid from that alone. Your immune system slows down and you bring in that too. It's like this wave that builds, builds until it comes to shore and then splash. We got all these problems all at once and then the teeth just start to crumble and we end up in the dentist chair. And there's one thing that we're not short of. It's protein. We get plenty of protein everywhere. If you're a vegan or a plant-based person, you get plenty of protein. If you're an animal person, you get plenty of protein too. So protein's not the problem. The lack of protein is not the problem because there's more than enough to go around. But protein in itself becomes a problem because it doesn't get digested well because almost everybody has low hydrochloric acid. They got the low HCL. Low HCL and low bile reserves because our livers are tired, stagnant, and sluggish. And when our livers are stagnant and sluggish, they don't produce the bile we need to break down fats. Same thing with our stomach there. If our stomach glands are weakened, we don't produce the HCL to break down proteins. Both of these are really important, HCL and bile reserves. Now our liver gets broken down over time, chemicals, pesticides, poisons, toxic heavy metals, pathogens, fats, all kinds of other stuff too. And I'm not naming so many different chemical preservatives, additives, chemicals that fall out of the sky that are in our water system, pharmaceuticals. And that's the thing. We take pharmaceuticals on and off in our life. It ends up in the liver and it doesn't leave the liver. It goes there to stay unless we learn to cleanse our liver the right way. And why does this matter when it comes down to our teeth? Because if our proteins don't digest well and break down well, they putrefy. If our fats don't digest well and break down and disperse well, they go rancid. And inside of our gut, inside of our intestinal tract, we collect all this putrefied protein and putrefied rancid fat. It sticks and clings to the lining of our gut for decades and decades. Why does this part matter? Because ammonia gas gets produced from rotting flesh, rotting proteins. You might be somebody that's a vegan or plant-based person and saying, oh, whoa, I don't eat animal meat, so I'm, I'm covered right here. All you have to do is eat some beans. Same thing happens. You get the bean rot, putrefied beans, putrefied protein from the beans, you get the bean rot. So you can be vegan and plant-based, vegetarian, you don't have to eat meat, but you're still gonna get ammonia. Nut butters too. You can get nut butter rot. Nut butter that's putrefying, the proteins from the nut butter just clinging in there and putrefying because they're not being broken down by the HCL or dispersed, the fats being dispersed by the bile from the liver and they go rancid and it all starts to outgas. And why does this matter when it comes down to her teeth? Well, you go to bed at night, you lay down, you lay flat in your bed, get your head on your pillow, and all these gases from the putrefied protein and rancid fat creep up. They creep up, up the esophagus, and into the mouth, and they stay in there. And that's the halitosis, or 
bad breath or morning breath or stinky breath. Proteins, really sticky too. So when they putrefy, they're sticky at the same time. A lot of people have protein stuck in and around their teeth and gums. And that's putrefying too. And so all this gas comes up, this ammonia comes up into the mouth and it weakens the immune system of the gums and teeth. But here's the trick with ammonia. It's a ghost. It's a ghost-like gas. It travels into bone. So it travels into bone and teeth. Ammonia can walk through walls like a ghost, just walking through a wall. And that's how ammonia works. Just like when a ghost walks through a brick foundation of an old house, if you believe in ghosts. But ammonia travels through bone, it can seep into teeth. And as it seeps into teeth, it weakens teeth itself, meaning the inside of a tooth, the core of the tooth. In many years of this, it starts to wreak havoc. And where there's ammonia, there's bad acids. Putrefied protein from weak hydrochloric acid and rancid fats from low bile reserves. All that putrefication doesn't just mean ammonia, but it means acids. And that can create a whole acidic thing all on its own of getting into the mouth. It'll travel up the esophagus and find its way into the mouth. And so those acids are just sitting there, sitting there all night long especially at night. And don't get thrown by the nighttime thing. It happens during the day too. Not just someone who has acid reflux because something's not working right inside of them or they got bacteria acid in their gut spewing up acid reflux. And even if you feel like everything's good, well, I don't have acid reflux. I'm living my life. I'm doing my thing. That stuff still comes up during the day. Still, that's why a lot of people chew gum, try to control their bad breath, or if they're around somebody and they're like, well, I'm gonna chew a stick of peppermint gum so I have fresh minty breath before I meet my girlfriend or boyfriend or meet my partner or my friend somewhere or my business partner. I don't wanna have bad breath if I'm out for lunch or something because those acids, they come up, they creep up, but at nighttime, that's especially when it happens, when someone's laying there and they had a big old protein dinner. And that big old protein dinner is not digesting as good as it needs to. And that's when more putrefication is happening on top of putrefication. So here's how putrefication works. If you're vegan, those nut butters and those beans that putrefied six months ago, some of it's still left in the gut, still putrefying. It's just at a different stage of putrefication, different level, it's hardened, still producing gases, but hardened. And then the dinner they had last night, that nut butter, those beans, that's, that's fresh putrefication. It's actually fresh. So that's happening on top of it, it's layers. So you've got layers, like an onion is layered, and that layer system 
is a different variety of petrification. So you have an ammonia gas of old ammonia gas, new ammonia gas, mixed gases coming up and hitting the teeth. Don't get confused about hydrochloric acid, HCl. That's not the type of acid that destroys the teeth. That's not that variety of acid. HCl isn't what's coming up at night, going into the mouth, hydrochloric acid, and burning the teeth out and the gums out. It's the other acids and ammonia gas that are coming up the esophagus, entering the mouth while sleeping and working on the teeth. And this is why neutralizers, like celery juice, one of the medical medium tools, neutralizers play a huge role in protecting our teeth and gum health. Now, if somebody has H. pylori, streptococcus E. coli, C. diff, other types of bacteria, that are sitting in their intestinal tract for years, those bacterium will be feeding off of the putrefaction and then releasing toxins themselves. So the bacteria itself will release a toxin. That toxin will add into the acids that are already there. And then it becomes a compilation going up the intestinal tract, up the duodenum, up the esophagus and into the mouth and eats away at the teeth. Now, there are a lot of people out there that get dental work done with mysterious pain. So they go to the dentist, they have a toothache, but there's no cavity. Or the cavity looks good, the filling looks good, everything's stable, and the dentist is happy. But there's this mystery gnawing pain or toothache or nerve pain in the tooth or few teeth or in the jaw and they're concerned, they're in pain, they don't know what to do, they're doing painkillers if it gets really bad. And the dentist will be looking for a problem. A lot of dentists will just start to drill unnecessarily or they'll start removing old fillings and then replace those fillings with root canals or even pull teeth and try to do an implant. And then afterwards, there's still the same pain. And then they go to a neurologist or another specialist or another dentist. And that dentist says, I think you might have neuralgia, trigeminal neuralgia, or some type of TMJ or some other mystery thing. So a lot of people go through this. This is a historic problem, really. Thousands and thousands and millions of people around the world over the decades have had a lot of pain in their jaw, nerve pain in their teeth, and have had a lot of dental work done. And here's the thing, they've had dental work done and then problems also occurred later. And they go back to the dentist and the dentist thinks maybe it was the work they did. So they redo the work and the problem's still there. Happens to a lot of people too. The cause of a lot of mysterious tooth pain, nerve pain, gum pain, jaw pain, burning gums, burning tongue, teeth that pulsate and hurt are viral infections. Simplex 1, the cold sore virus, that's responsible for a lot of teeth problems people have. Canker sore viruses, it's another virus in the herpes family that's responsible for a lot of mystery toothaches and nerve pain and problems with the teeth. Shingles, it's a lot of varieties of shingles out there that people have. Medical medium brought the information about shingles and simplex causing this mysterious jaw and nerve pain. But people have the shingles, even if you don't have a rash on the neck 
or a rash on your back or a rash on your face, and you have this mysterious pain, this nerve pain, the shingles virus can be causing that. Now, the most popular viruses to cause the oral problems where it's mysterious pain is the shingles virus and the herpes simplex one. Canker sore viruses are usually temporary where it's just for a short little blip, maybe a little irritation or a little pain somewhere around a tooth. But the simplex one and shingles do more of long-term or longer successions of pain. That's why when a lot of people do the medical medium antiviral protocols and cleanses, trigeminal neuralgia goes away or mysterious jaw pain or nerve pain or teeth clenching or teeth pain or gum pain goes away. Now, there's also clenching of the jaw. There's also jaw tightness, TMJ, someone might get a diagnosis with, mouth tightness, feels like your jaw wants to fall off. A lot of people feel like they get locked jaw too, or the joint feels really stiff, or they're just clenching really hard on their teeth all night long or grinding their teeth. A lot of times that's a herpes simplex one too. At the same time, shingles as well. People can have more than one virus. They can have a shingles virus and the herpes simplex one in their system. And the neurotoxins from these viruses can create a lifetime of clenching jaw, grinding teeth, jaw stiffness, jaw stiffness in the joints too. These symptoms can cause unnecessary surgeries and dental work for a lot of people. So much suffering with their mouth and oral health. So when it comes down to oral health, it's critical to keep your immune system strong, clearing up deficiencies, making sure there's enough zinc in your supplement protocol, make sure you have enough B12 in your supplement protocol. These are critical. One of the reasons why is when it comes down to these deficiencies, we end up with problems in our mouth like infections, like abscesses. Vitamin C, that's another critical nutrient that we need, an antioxidant to keep our gums clean and to keep our gums strong. And of course, we need the right kind of vitamin C, the right kind of zinc, and the right kind of B12, the high quality stuff, stuff that I've talked about for years. But when it comes down to our oral health when it's infections, like infected teeth, infected wisdom tooth, abscesses, bacteria that's in our body, like streptococcus, that's a big one right there, becomes the sore spot. So if we had strep throat when we were younger, if we have UTIs, bladder infections, yeast infections, if we have acne, that's all streptococcus. Conjunctivitis or styes with the eye, chronic sinusitis, all of this is streptococcus. So it sits in our system and it awaits that day for our immune system to drop. So as we get deficiencies like vitamin C deficiency and a zinc deficiency, we end up getting an elevation of our streptococcus, and then we get susceptible to an abscess in our gums or around our teeth. And that's where we get in trouble because we don't have enough vitamin C in our system, enough zinc to battle that abscess. There's a lot of fear around root canals. People say, well, you shouldn't get that root canal. Should have never got that root canal. They're really bad. They're responsible for all my illness and all my autoimmune what they don't realize is that pathogens are responsible for their autoimmune. Viruses 
like the Epstein-Barr virus. That's responsible for their fibromyalgia, the chronic fatigue syndrome, their RA, their Lyme symptoms. It's the Epstein-Barr and the shingles causing problems too, like Bell's palsy and other issues. It's these different pathogens, viruses. Those are the ones responsible for the autoimmune. It's not the root canal causing the problem. But yes, a root canal can be done wrong. A dentist can do it wrong. An oral surgeon can do a root canal wrong. And then there's a problem because of that itself. But that's separate. That's a procedure that didn't go as good as it could have or correctly. But that's a separate issue to what's happening with everybody's autoimmune or anybody's symptoms and conditions. Somebody having neurological symptoms is not because of a root canal. So, and that's what they get blamed for all the time, the root canals. It's like, whoa, it's got to be your root canals causing all the trouble. Now, if you have the deficiencies and you're vitamin C deficient, which everybody is, they're, everybody's vitamin C deficient for what we're up against in today's world right now, between the pathogens and toxins, you need that much vitamin C. But when we're deficient, then it opens the door for that streptococcus that's in our lymphatic system that's in our liver, that's in our jaw, in our gums, that streptococcus that lives there, it grows. So if you pop in a root canal and your immune system is really low, you could be susceptible to a strep infection, but it's not the root canal creating that. It's you're already susceptible, the problem's already there. Now, people fear root canals, because they hear they catch a bad rap and they cause a lot of problems, but it's either a root canal or you don't keep your tooth. So if your cavity is too big and it starts to get into the pulp of that tooth, then the dentist is like, look, I can't fill this thing. There's nothing more we can do. We have to do a root canal. It's either that or you yank the tooth or you get an implant or you get a bridge or some other option or you get a flipper or something and you lose the tooth. But in order to keep our teeth after we have a problem from all these years of deficiencies and everything else we talked about earlier, the only option we have in that moment for a lot of people is a root canal. Now, they're uncomfortable. I'm not saying I'm pro-root canal, I'm anti-root canal. I'm just saying that it's the only option we have in today's medical science for in dentistry for what we can do if we lose a tooth or a tooth goes too far. But if we keep our immune system strong and we're doing the antivirals and we're keeping our zinc levels up there and we're knocking down any kind of pathogens and bacteria and strep, we can have root canals and be that person that has root canals but never had a problem otherwise. They're all good. And if they do get sick years down the road, like Hashimoto's or RA or fibromyalgia, it wasn't the root canal that created all those symptoms and conditions. It was their deficiencies, their experiences in life, toxic heavy metals, exposures, and pathogens. When it comes down to amalgams, mercury fillings, silver fillings, there's a lot of confusion out there. I recommend what I've always recommended going all the way back 35 years is you don't get all of them taken out at once. Now, if you're somebody that had them all removed at once, fine. That's great. We put it in the past. We move forward. But I don't recommend to do that. I recommend 
keeping them in the mouth. And if a problem happens, like a tooth cracks or they start to loosen or the mercury filling starts to get really corroded and it starts to fall apart, that's the tooth you get worked on. And at the same time, when the dentist says, hey, why don't we do the rest of them? Why don't we do the other six and we'll get them all done now? You hold off and reframe and you do it periodically. You give your immune system a chance to recover between mercury filling removals. So you do one one month, a month later or two months later, you do another one. A month or two months later, you do another one and you go that route. Now, if they're in perfect shape or still looking great, I always tell my friends, just leave them alone and keep on working on everything else you've got going. Do the heavy metal detox smoothie, do your celery juice, keep your leafy greens in there, do your wild foods, do your cleanses. But the reason why I don't recommend all of them at once taken out is because it's too hard on the immune system because mercury does escape. Even with their best technology right now, the best holistic dental office, mercury's gonna escape. It's just the dirty job. It's part of the dirty job of it all. Some of it escapes, vaporizes, can't avoid it. It gets into the system, and when it gets fresh into the bloodstream while being removed, that's when the immune system has to clean it up and battle it. And you might be somebody with autoimmune condition already have symptoms, conditions, neurological problems. And that means you're battling already pathogens, viruses like Epstein-Barr. Epstein-Barr, and this is medical meme information, Epstein-Barr feeds off of mercury. It's one of its favorite foods. I wrote about that in the medical medium book one, the new edition if you wanna find it someday out there. But the viruses feed off of mercury. So when you're getting them removed, it's fresh meat for the viruses. So it's fresh mercury, goes into the bloodstream, viruses have a feeding frenzy, and then they release neurotoxins that are fresh. Now we get about an episode or about of a condition, our symptoms worsen, we end up with CFS, chronic fatigue syndrome, ME, or something else like that. It's one of the greatest mistakes out there in the holistic health world. Getting them all taken out at once has always been a great mistake. Talked about that for 35 years. I've always been consistent with that because it's that important. So when it comes down to removing them and you really want them out because I don't want them in people. I don't want them to have silver fillings. I don't recommend ever getting a new silver filling. God forbid if someone has a cavity, and I would never recommend, oh, go get a silver filling, go get a mercury filling. I would never say that. I would say, no, do everything but that. But if you are stuck with the silver fillings, it's okay. One at a time over time. Or you can even leave them in. And then when you feel strong and you're already working on your health and you're knocking down your pathogens and viruses and you're cleaning up metals that are already in your body, and then you say, oh, hey, maybe I'll get one out. Maybe it's time. Or maybe when this, the filling is starting to fall apart or crack and your dentist says, you know, I don't like the way that 
amalgam's looking in there. I don't like the way that silver filling's looking in there. We should do something about it. And that's when you do something about it. But I don't recommend getting a whole bunch of them done at once because it floods the bloodstream with a lot of fresh mercury and that can lower the immune system. And then viral material, pathogens, goes up and we can end up sick later because of what we did getting them all done. When it comes to getting any dental procedure done, regardless of what it is, a filling, removal, getting a new filling, getting a bridge, getting a tooth pulled, getting a root canal, getting a cleaning, just a simple cleaning, preventative measures should happen. What does that mean? Protecting yourself before you go to the dentist, even days before, upping your vitamin C, getting a really good vitamin C, maybe bringing in some golden seal to prevent any kind of infection. B12 is a great one all on its own. And these are measures you take after the dentist as well. Zinc is another one, the right kind of zinc, and like a zinc, liquid zinc sulfate. But these are the protective measures you take before and protective measures you take afterwards. If you're somebody and you think you have an infection, you have pain, you think you have an infection in your jaw of any kind, golden seal is something I've always told friends, make sure you got your golden seal, do plenty of that as well. These are just some tips for protecting oral health before procedures, after procedures. A good tool to help with receding gums is celery juice, rinsing your celery juice in your mouth. So when you're drinking your celery juice in the morning, give your mouth a rinse with the celery juice, leave it in your mouth for a few seconds, maybe even 20 seconds or 30 seconds, and then you swallow. This is a great method for protecting gums helping for the future of receding gums, meaning if you're on that trajectory of getting receding gums, this is a great protective measure. Bring more leafy greens in your diet because leafy greens have minerals in them, trace minerals, different kinds of antioxidants, and they neutralize acid. Leafy greens are alkaline. And when we eat leafy greens, we're breaking down acids that shouldn't be in our system also, leafy greens help to grab onto acids and pull them out of the body. Leafy greens are a great way to neutralize ammonia. So if you're bringing in more leafy greens into your diet, you're battling that ammonia that creeps up into your mouth in the middle of the night, causing teeth problems. Don't be afraid of fruit. Fruit's not the cause of teeth problems. So we have to look out for that. The fruit fear monsters out there that are trying to tell everybody, look out for fruit and your teeth. Remember, the apple really does matter in protecting your teeth. Fruit acid, which is alkaline inside the body, doesn't corrode and destroy teeth. Instead, it's antibacterial. So it fends the bacteria away from you. It thwarts it and pushes it aside and even eliminates and flushes some of it out. And the thing is, the head scratcher to me is a lot of the podcast doctors and people in health and gurus in health that say stay away from fruit when it comes down to oral health in your teeth kind of don't have their own teeth, most of them. They have the veneers or implants, lots of bridges, and they've had a lot of work done in their mouths. Like their teeth are not their teeth. They've been changed over a couple of times in their life or multiple times, 
And they're the ones saying, look out for fruit, but they never really ate any fruit. They're too busy drinking coffee and eating lots of protein. Now, the last thing you want to do is a fluoride treatment. So what I recommend to my friends, doctor friends, family, is stay away from fluoride. So when you're at the dentist's office and you're like, uh, can you uh, move over here? We're going to give you a fluoride treatment. Step right here, sir. We're going to stick this in your mouth and you just hang over the sink and drool. Don't do it. Don't do the fluoride treatments. That's an aluminum byproduct. It's a neurotoxin. It goes into the brain. It causes damage on the nervous system and it weakens the teeth. So what they're doing is they're doing all their work on your teeth and giving you a nice cleaning, giving you good advice, telling you when to brush, when to floss. And then they're trying to destroy your teeth with the fluoride treatment. At the same time, you got to be careful. There's good and bad. It's good to go to your dentist. Sometimes what they offer is really bad. So you got to look out. Fluoride treatments are highly, highly toxic. We rely on our teeth. Teeth have great meaning to us. Not all of us can save our teeth. Many of us have lost teeth already along the way. It seems like every tooth we lose is like losing an old friend. We remember our teeth every single day, every hour. We use our teeth to chew and eat. We spend a lifetime protecting our teeth. Some of us get our teeth knocked out. It happens. Everybody has an experience with their teeth. Sometimes we bite on a rock. Sometimes we bite on a pit. Sometimes we crack a tooth. And sometimes we laugh along the way at a friend who's missing a tooth. When it comes down to it, we treasure our teeth because they're like jewels in a treasure chest. And that treasure chest means a great deal for us through the journey of life. The goal is to keep our teeth as long as we can in hopes that we can take them with us to the end of our journey here on Earth. Many of us think if we're ever going to die someday, we want to die with our teeth intact. Many of us don't have the option we leave here without any of our teeth. But one thing's for certain, if you have any teeth in your mouth that's left, we can take care of them. We can coddle them, we can look out for them, we can protect them because they have great meaning and they're part of us.